Charlie, and welcome to the podcast that's about to take your faith on a delightful and slightly unpredictable journey. That's right. It's time to dive into the world of messy antics. Now, if you've ever found yourself caught between the matzo cracker and the communion wafer, you're in for an absolute treat. We're here to chat about all things messianic and Torah, and let me tell you, it's a roller coaster of divine proportions. Think of us as your trusty guide in this biblical amusement park. We're going to explore the highs and the lows, the holobread wins, and the wandering in the wilderness fails. Get ready for candid conversations, guest appearance by prophets, well, maybe just their descendants, and discussions about what it's really like to walk out this whole word of Adonai. So whether you're a seasoned sukkah assembler or you're just wondering about what on earth is a mezuzah, join us for some laughter and maybe learning a little bit about this holy chaos. After all, life is messy and faith is full of antics. I get to interview today one of my friends, Lauren Cruz. I mean, I'm going to tell you about her, but I feel like this just doesn't even do her justice. So you get to meet her just in a minute. But Lauren's an award-winning author and social media coach for new authors. She holds a bachelor's in marketing and seminary, master's divinity, and is an AWSA certified coach. She's a champion for God's word who equips authors to overcome their fear, frustrations with social media and the publishing process. Lauren currently offers coaching services for those desiring to build social media presence and content. I'll tell you that if you grab her whenever she does have an opening, she does help coach coach you through authorship, but uh, she's hard to get in because she's so amazing. Her book, Strength of a Woman, which why don't you have four copies? Why You Are Proverbs 31 looks at Proverbs passages through the imagery of Hebrew alphabet and won the Christian Market Book Award. Lauren is Mimi to two little boys and lives in Jacksonville, Florida with her husband and two brown dogs <laughs> who have their they have their humans very well trained. I resemble that. Lauren, we're not mentioning in here what an amazing teacher you are to kids every single day. And thank you for, and my friend, thank you for being on here. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's fun when you get to do podcasts with people you really, really know, and you enjoy hanging out and talking with them. <laughs> we, it is really fun. And we don't get to spend an even kind of enough time together. Our lives are full. We are both, we are both going to be those people who are standing before the father. And he says, well done. Cause we are stewarding every minute, huh? <laughs> we are tired too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I heard you tell me before we hit the record button, you you took a break this year and I know your bio talks about you coaching. Yeah. And I say, finding a moment with you because I know right now you're not really taking on any new clients for that, but thank you for the work you do in that. And tell me a little bit about writing the book, that book process and, and, and about your book. Ah, well, I always joke and I say it ain't your mama's Proverbs 31 because the, the road I traveled to just research this and discover um, the Aleph Bet and how it is actually an acrostic poem. That Proverbs 31 passage is an acrostic poem of the alphabet. And uh, just studying through that, writing it, I went to a writer's conference. They actually just had it this week in Florida, uh, Florida Christians Writers Conference. And I pitched this book. I had never, I didn't even keep a diary. Like writing was not my vibe, right? And uh, I went and I pitched this book and uh, everyone wanted uh, accepted a copy of the proposal. I ended up winning best in conference for nonfiction and, uh, wow. it secured an agent. And a year later, like within days of a birthday, I was given, um, 
a two book opportunity uh, through a pretty good publisher. I'm very happy to publish with Iron Stream. And it, it, I'm off from there. I actually tomorrow am launching another book that I'm in a compilation called Lessons from ABBA. And it's a devotional on lessons from ABBA. And uh, next year, I have another book coming out, uh, Word Made Flesh, Echoes of Christ in the Hebrew Alphabet. So busy. Oh, I love it. I love it. And for those of you, who, I hope you heard her say, I just wasn't, didn't, wasn't really a writer. I did. Now you are an English teacher. Let's come I on. I am an English. I am. However, I am an English teacher with dyslexia. And uh, the running joke in my class is if you find a typo or an error on my test, you get extra credit because uh, it happens all the time. Uh, so that, um, you know, and I, I'm not an English major. I'm not an education major. I majored in marketing and I thought business was going to be my thing. Um, never really had a dream to be an, an author. However, I love teaching and I love God's word and to me, writing is just another expression of teaching. So it worked out well. I think we missed this big thing too, because I know that you teach a show also with uh, Stephanie Pavlantos. What, tell me yeah. about your show with Stephanie. Yeah, it's on the Hebrew Lamb Network. And uh, she and I do Living Waters, Falling Deeper in Love with God's Word. And basically, it's a, it's like a book study. We're going through various books, Bible studies, whatever, that um, help our viewers and other readers understand why we have such a Hebrew influence on our life. And, and we're just looking at different books that have really kind of moved us into a direction of deeper Bible study, deeper Torah study. And uh, it's, it's fun because it's nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. And, but I mean, we always joke that we underline the same things in the book and we want to talk about the same thing. So uh, oh, I, guess, I guess we're on the same wavelength there, but yeah, it's every Friday night uh, from five until six, we'd go live and we do broadcast it on our Facebook pages and it's on Lamb Network. Awesome. And we're going to make sure we have that all in the show notes. So you guys can all go in and, and uh, stock Lauren and also <laughs> Stephanie for that show for sure. Go in there. And then I know on Lamb they do replays and you can go on there and get the on demand on demand as well. We're going to put all the places to find Lauren as well. So you can go on there, friend her, and then watch everything later. Um, we did in with the Ruta Cafe, we did a book club last summer, uh, 2022 of your book. And we just had I had such amazing feedback. And I know I recommended it just recently to a relative who has a new girl who's she's kind of discipling. And I recommended your book to be uh, the yeah. book that they, she disciples with her because it is amazing. So please, please go get the book. Please do all the things. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have you start out, but just by telling us, how did you come into this, like awakening of this Hebraic perspective of the word? Right. Um, it's fun because, uh, so my parents were divorced and, um, mom and dad kind of jockeyed for what holiday I was going to spend with them. And my mom was very frustrated because she wanted very much to build traditions and, you know, you know, sameness in our holiday celebrations. And, she, a uh, great Bible study person, definitely somebody I would see reading her Bible often. Um, we, we were raised in a Christian home. She was a Christian traditional Sunday service. And she said, aha, I, we are going to celebrate Passover because he's never going to want you on Passover. And so we began study, studying a little bit about the process and how to do a messianic Passover. And um, 
lo and behold, we started celebrating Passover and uh, it came a pretty good tradition. We would either do something at home or we would do something through our churches because it was definitely in the in the movement, um, you know, 70s and 80s of Jews for Jesus and different organizations that would come in and do seders with uh, Christian congregations. And I actually, she and I both worked at the same um, synagogue when I was in high school. She was a rabbi's secretary and I was the receptionist. And uh, so just always had a, an exposure to the Jewish faith. It wasn't anything odd to me because I actually, from working in the synagogue, I was the babysitter on Shabbat because I, <laughs> I could do business, right? And then they could find me Monday to pay me. So I would I would babysit for free, but then they would pay me later. So I just always had a um, an interesting and good exposure to it. And then growing up and getting married uh, was something that my husband was okay with. I continued to want to at least at least pass over. So that was a good compromise. Um, you know, he he still today we still celebrate and attend a traditional Christian church. Um, he, he's most comfortable there and I'm fine going to church with him. Good for However, you. That's a Shabbat, great covenant honoring activity. You know, Thank I'm, you. He's not going to fight me and we're going to go. So, uh, we did that, but I've slowly, and he knows and, and gets, uh, my understanding of things. Um, you know, Friday nights look a little different in our home, Shabbat. Saturdays, uh, it's easier now. Of course, we don't have kids and they're not all involved with everything, but we're mm -hmm. able to honor um, our Sabbath a little bit better. And slowly, oh, so slowly, I'm starting to introduce uh, Sukkot and some other holidays. And and honestly, pairing back on the traditional Christian celebrations of Christmas, Easter, um, you know, things like that. Uh, I, I don't want to participate in trunk or treating. Never really wanted to when I had kids. Don't really want to in, at all now. Um, so just slowly shifting, you know, our mindset, but it's working for us. So I love that. And Lauren, can I just say a lot of people don't know that might be listening, especially if they're new, that there's, there, there's a concept that's very Hebraic <clears throat> is that if your heart is when we always say, oh, well, God knows my heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. We should be careful. <laughs> But the good side of that is that if we truly have a heart that we want to do these things, and maybe we have a spouse or family that is, it's just too difficult for us to do this, it's counted to us. We say it's counted as a mitzvah in mitzvah. It's mitzvah. counted as if we did it. Right. He Yay. counts it towards <laughs> you as if you did it because he knew your heart wanted to do it. Yeah. So he counts it towards us. So if you're out there, um, hearing this, I want you to just feel the grace from Lauren and her marriage and her family, because I've seen some sad things, Lauren, where I've seen families break up because they've been told that, um, you know, they're not equally yoked now. And because the husband is still going to a traditional Sunday church that they, and I want to just speak to that, that mama out there who's maybe struggling in that area. Would you reach out to one of us? Cause I know both of us would be willing to love on you through this process. Yeah. And our marriage is our first covenant. Yeah. You know, and it tells us very specifically in the word that our husbands are won over by our meek and mild and quiet ways. And that doesn't mean we are beaten down, but by you just lovingly, I'm going to tell you it's same thing in our home. It was so, it was just minimizing. We would minimizing, not doing the Santa and the Easter bunny, yep. really emphasizing the, 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 the Jesus and the Yeshua part of everything mm -hmm. and then bringing in the other things. It was very, it, my, my husband did whatever I celebrated, whatever I brought into the home and set up. So thank you for being such a great example. As yeah. A wife. You, you said two things that really keyed in whatever I set up, like he's not going to 
fight me about it. But if I want to do dinner a little differently or, you know, start with a prayer differently, he's fine. He He's yeah. not going to say, oh, don't do that. You know, that's yeah. never, it's never a thing. And, and I, I think that just comes because he loves the Lord as well. And, you know, even though he's not a big book nerd studier like I am, it's okay. It's okay. Um, he, he respects me and trusts me and honors that I, you know, know what I'm doing sometimes. <laughs> but the other thing too, and you made um, a comment about, you know, families really suffering through some of this. Now I have three grown children and I did raise them in a traditional church. So that's all they know. But you know what? They too are believers and I'm not going to break fellowship with them. I'm not going to pick at them. I'm not going to proselytize that they change how their faith looks. I'm just going to share with them what I discover. I'm going to be excited about my faith. I'm going to point them to new things, recommend books. I mean, just in a conversation, I would do these things anyway. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so if they have questions and I'll tell you, they know, like I'm the first person they'll come to when they have yep. a question about the Bible or lo and behold, my daughter's dating a young man who's Jewish. Well, he broke up with his last girlfriend because she was Christian and was, you know, trying to force this down his throat. And I'm like, listen, I just want you to know, I do believe in Yeshua. I do believe in the Messiah. But guess what? I understand when you celebrate Sabbath. I actually went to um, Rosh Hashanah dinner at his mom's house. It was fabulous because I, oh, you know, got to participate it. in the authenticness of it. And she's curious. She's like, why do you know so much about this? And I'm like, well, so, but I'm not angry. I'm not forcing it. I'm just like, I'm so excited to be a part of this with you. And, you know, we have a common love of the, excuse me, of the father I just happen to believe in his son as well. So, well, and you know what? Easy. I always tell, we always say, we'll say, I, I believe in the same Messiah. I just believe right. he's come already. And we're, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm waiting with you for him to come back again. Right. And we right. can agree on that, that he is and, coming. And yeah. let's get ready for his return. So we can say, I, I want to get, let's all get excited about Messiah's yeah. return. So, yeah. Um, I'm just thrilled with all of those things you said because I find the more I ask someone a question, I've never heard anyone say someone proselytized me into uh, understanding the Hebraic or understanding Torah. No one did that. It was, it came alive to them. And I believe the Holy Spirit will lead you in all truth. That means your children, that means your spouses, that means right. family members, your friends. So, it, no one hit you over the head with it. So just trust, no. trust the process. Right. And I want them to have their own faith. Like they, yeah. they I don't want them depending on my faith. You know, they have to have that understanding and that belief and that relationship that's between him, them, you know, them yes. and the Lord. And yes, they have to trim their own wicks and fill yes. their own oil. That's what he's telling me lately, girl, it's time to grow up and people need to start getting their own lamps ready. Yes. It's not my job. Not, yes. it's not my weedable, but it's not my lamp to fill. It's not my wick to cut. It's their own thing. So in this process, it does get a little bit messy. And, you know, as we step into this part of the show, it gets messy. Tell me some fun stories in this process or maybe something you learned or you saw in the process. Oh, I think it's been a long process. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm of course, gung-ho to jump in and start enacting change because of what I'm feeling. But I don't think that's different from any Christian woman when they start to get excited about things and you have to take the temperature of the room, right? You have to read the room and see how people are going to accept that. Um, so I, I've had to step back a little bit. Um, I've also become braver because I have a little bit 
deeper understanding of the requirements of Torah and living, you know, a different faith, um, I'll, I'll say it and I'll challenge folks and I'll, I'm not afraid because people will say like, what's your book about? Or, or are you a Christian? And I'm like, well, it's a little different than that, but it's emboldened me because it's, it's, it is a different faith and people don't always understand that. So it opens up some opportunities to, to talk a little bit. Um, and people just kind of look at, they don't, they don't really know how to handle that. Like, You're like Christian yeah. 2.0. That's I don't yeah. know how to tell you. It, it, like, yeah. yeah. Like, yes, I'm at a church, but mm, I don't really believe quite like you do. And, but I'm not judging, but, it, but it's different, but it's, yeah. it's interesting. If you want to know It's more. hard sometimes too, because we hear, like I heard a very dear friend the other day, I was listening to a teaching on something and she's kind of in, her, in a process. And one of the things she was talking about, basically she, the word she used was, we're so blessed because an angry God sent a sweet and kind Jesus to save us. And I was like, oh, that hurt my heart because the theology that we have a mean, mean dad. And he had to see nice uncle Jesus to come save right. us. It was right. like, no, he loves us. So he loved us from the very beginning when he hovered over the waters. And I think for me, mm-hmm. knowing Torah has taught me how deeply, deeply he loves, how deeply the father's love is for me. Like the, how David knew that love. Do you feel the same way? I, I you know, I really, really do. And it's funny too. Um, Stephanie and I have been going through some really interesting books about the cut. Co- like right now we're looking at covenant language mm-hmm. and just what that whole study of covenant is. And that's really one thing uh, he really does love us. And sometimes that's hard because I I've have some issues, you know, I've got daddy issues and to accept that sometimes can be hard for me, but he really does love me. And so when I change my prayer to father, the one that you love is suffering right now, wow. and, you know, it can, it can change how I interact with him. And, Father, you know, I'm, I'm walking through some stuff, but you've never failed in the past. You know, I, there is such rich history in the old Testament that proves you never failed in the past. I can absolutely trust you right now because you have centuries and eons of commitment to your people. It's, it's humbling, but it's encouraging and refreshing and, you know, it's really something that you can tie yourself to and uh, it's worth it. That is so good. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. I'm going to take us into a speed <laughs> round right now. And I want to know from you, um, what's one book you wish you could read over for the first time again? Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, so I read a lot of various genres and I read mm-hmm. everything because of the kids, but no, no love- judgment here. This is the judgment okay. free zone. Okay, so it's actually a Christian book, but it's called The Red Tent, and I don't remember who wrote it. Do you oh, like that? Have you read that? I one? love that book too. Let me let me look so it up good. real quick, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it it's an older book. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute. Um, they did a movie a thingy on it too. Um, Anita Diamond, Diamond, is that right? Sounds Anita right. Di- yeah. yeah, Anita Diamond. I love that. Yeah. Book. Yeah. Love that book. I love the book thief. Love that book. I actually, oh, yes. I actually closed that book and cried. It was so good. And I loved, um, people of the book. That's, <gasps> a, it's a, that's my favorite. Francine River. I, not Francine Rivers. Um, Jared, Geraldine, um, Geraldine. Yes. Yes. Love that book. And that was another book. I closed that book and I cried and I'm like, just great stories. So probably great those books. would be, yeah, those would be 
fiction. Another one, um, Skip Moen's Guardian Angel. Man, I can't. I got so much ink and notes written in that book. I do. Love you have that the book. unabridged version of it or the abridged? No, I don't know. I'm not sure. I yeah. Don't know well, you know, because one's real. The unabridged oh, one is big. Mac Daddy have, thick one. Yeah. Okay, then you've got the unabridged. I have the abridged one, and I realized uh, I have like cliff notes apparently, so I need so, to go get. I am also that nerd that reads all the footnotes and goes and reads the back of the end notebooks and highlights all the end notes. And so, yeah, but that was a great book. Um, there's another one by Julie Zine Coleman. She actually wrote on the new Testament. It's called on purpose and it looks at women's leadership and ministry in the new Testament. She is a great researcher and um, she dives deep into those five passages that seem to be held over women's heads um regarding ministry and leadership oh my gosh I just that's my next it's next that just went to the top of my list because you know my I'm my (laughs) specialty right now my doctorate is women in leadership so thank you for it's a good one you know I want to if you're listening skip mo and I love him he's a biblical feminist (laughs) he's totally biblical feminist like us Lauren you know, I heard uh, when we, when I was interviewing Matt uh, Napier the other day, he was we were talking um, off off the record. We were talking mm-hmm. with my husband, and he said, you know, one of the things we forget is that when God put his uh, dominion over the earth, He didn't put His dominion over each other. That's right. Nowhere does it say that we were put over each other. No one right. is over someone. That's all been added, and 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 the translation's not well. We're to partner and we're to co yeah. co create and co reign with one another. Co, we're not to have yeah. dominion over any of that. So, anyways, yeah. that was a lot. But such oh, great yeah. books. I mean, like <laughs> I know I could just go to your house and pull a book now from your bookshelf <laughs> and be excited. I just read People of the Book. It's been a minute since I, I would say maybe fifteen years or so since I read it's that an old book. book. But I listen to it on Audible. I, I do that to go to sleep at night and I put it on Audible and I put my timer on 30 minutes and I would listen to it. I just finished it a, a month ago doing that again on Audible. So yeah, so there's a tip for all you women who are maybe in menopause. It's a great tip. Mike uh, had a coach give it to me, put it on Audible to go to sleep. A fun book, nothing you have to learn or you know, it needs to be like mm-hmm. super fun book to help you go to sleep. Uh, okay, what is something totally useless that you have memorized? Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, every good boy does fine. Cause I do not play an instrument. <laughs> so it's useless. Um, what else? Oh gosh. I don't know. Cause I don't really, I that's don't funny. You know, that's a good one though. I just made me think of the quick Brown Fox jumped over the lazy dog. I was thinking what? like yeah. crazy stuff. Like I'm afraid that if I learn one more thing like that, I'm going to lose first grade and can't tie my shoes. So <laughs> are you an elevators or stair person? Um, I'll take the stairs. Okay. And yeah. then if, do you follow directions or do you kind of improvise until you get like, so lost you have mm, to get, I'm, I'm a directions person. I just put it in GPS and go, but yeah, I'm a okay. directions person. Birthday go big or low key. Oh, I don't know. We have three birthdays in the same month that I'm in. And so we kind of go big cause we have so many to celebrate, but on, it honestly, it's probably nothing more than just a dinner. Um, we don't, we don't do a big deal. Yeah. That's fun. Okay. This, this is a question that's been funny lately listening to everyone's answer. I don't know why this has gotten <laughs> me, but M&Ms by the handful or one by one? Oh, one by one or maybe two at a time, but one by one. Okay. So now do you do it by color? No, I don't, but I do eat candy corns by color. <laughs> oh, you mean, do you bite them? Like the thing the, the, the candy corns has three layers and yeah. like white, orange, yellow. I eat them by color. Do you go white first or yellow first? I do white first. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's so fun. I do. I flip and do both, but yeah. So I've had some fun answers on those M&Ms. That's interesting. What's something that you really, really, really want to like, but you, you just don't like it as much as you want to okay. like it. Don't. Oh, you're going to get me in so much trouble. Okay. Writing. Writing. <gasps> yeah. yeah. I, I don't like it. I don't like blogging. I don't, I'm not a big fan of writing. I am not that, pa- I go to these writing conferences and they're like, oh, to sit and write. And I'm like, nah, I'd rather read or no, but, but I, I like crafting. I like writing curriculum. I like crafting a study. So I don't know. Does that count? Yeah, I know that I totally get you. I love that you said that because I think people need to understand just because you've written a book doesn't mean you have to love writing. You just need yeah. to, whatever you put in your heart, you have to write the vision, make it clear for people to be able to read it. And if you don't, someone else will, he's going to get yeah. it out. So you're going to want to do that. What is your favorite vacation spot? Oh, the mountains. Is it your, you have a, I know you have a cabin up in North Carolina. We do. Is that so your favorite? I live in Florida. I live in Florida, but I, I could care less about going to the beach. And I guess that's because you're, I've lived here. I mean, I used to skip school and go to the beach. Right. Um, but I just, I don't care about the beach, but I will go to the mountains and I will walk the mountains. I will hike. I will, I will sit on the porch. I will, I love being in the mountains. I, I'm definitely a texture and color person. And so to look at the mountains and the texture and the leaves, I love that. And the, the beach is just really bland. Who are some of your favorite teachers right now? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, it's hard because right now I'm not doing so much, um, podcast. Well, that's not true. I am listening to podcasts. Um, I don't want to say teachers more so authors. Um, that's fine. People, who are you learning from right now? Yeah, I am reading that? right now. I'm reading Epic of Eden by Sandra Richter. Great, good, great, great book. Um, she, she's the one that's doing all the covenants and, um, definitely going back to old Testament. So I respect her because I am such a research nerd And like I said, I read all the footnotes. And so she, she brings in like, like when you're studying Abraham and, and things that are happening with David, like she gives you all the world history stuff. Like Abraham didn't just wander off because, you know, yes, God told him yes, but there was like stuff going on in the world that caused him to move. And so she brings all that in. And I love that. I love having a better understanding of the ancient Near East and the culture and the Bible of it. So that's, that's, I've just been really digging into that book lately. So that's she's probably, awesome. She's probably that's number awesome. one. And I will make sure I put as many of these as I'm going to bug <laughs> Lauren in the next few days to get all the download of all the books. And so then I'll make yeah. sure they're posted on the, in the show notes. Lauren, would you give some wisdom to say women or men who are listening today and they're saying, you know, I'm just, maybe I'm new to this or I've been in mm-hmm. a while and I'm struggling and then close us out in prayer. Oh, sure. Oh, so stick with the word. I'll just say that Um, there's a lot of noise out there and it's important to just be discerning. And I would rather hear what the father has to say versus my favorite author. Even Um, I'm smart, but I get things wrong a lot too. So even with me, check, check. If you're not sure about a subject, check if you want a deeper understanding and pray and ask for that, you know, Um, praying for God to give you um, a hunger for his word is a prayer that he will answer a hundred times over. So pray that don't be afraid to pray that and enjoy the journey because his word is incredible. 
That's awesome. Thank you for that. And and you can pray that for your children, your spouses yeah. too. And that's just that, that they, they're hungry for his word. And you yeah. might be surprised with your kids. The Mike mine might be sending me TikToks on girls talking about the word. I'm like, Hey, however he wants to get to them. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> Amazing. Right. That's Would you close right. us that's in right. prayer? I will father. I just lift up these listeners. God, ah, <sighs> Just bless them, bless them with an understanding of you, bless them with a relationship with you and a deeper love for you. Father, reveal yourself to them so that they will walk in your ways and Lord, not to be afraid of um, that word Torah sounds scary sometimes and it sounds harsh, but it is simply a, a, a net that surrounds us and supports us and catches us. Uh, so that we can live in freedom for you and definitely just enjoy the obedience of being yours. Father, I pray this for these listeners and I pray that you would just continue to walk with them in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lauren. And we're excited everyone run out and get uh, (laughs) the strength of a woman. You're going to want that. You're going to want to read that. Mine's dog-eared and crazy tattered Mm -hmm. up already, but that, and then we have a new book coming out one more time is coming out next week. Um, yeah, well, we have tomorrow. It's oh, called tomorrow. Lessons, Lessons from Abba. It's orange. It's real pretty. It's a compilation. I'm not the only author. There's a whole bunch in there, but that's a good one. Lessons from word, Abba. Yay. Word made flesh next year. Yay. We can't wait. And we'll, we'll see you next year. Thank you again for sharing because sometimes it gets messy. Yes, it does. <laughs> and that's a wrap on another Messy Antics Adventure. My fellow spiritual adventurers. From splitting red seas of laughter to stumbling upon mana mishaps, we've truly experienced the full spectrum of Messianic marbles and Torah tales. Remember folks, as we navigate the sometimes bewildering but always beautiful path of faith, it's okay to have a few loose ends along the way. Embracing the messiness of life is what makes our journey genuine and our connection with Adonai so meaningful. Before we go, let's take a moment to thank our incredible guest who shared their story, insights, and aha moments with us. And of course, a big thank you to you, our amazing listeners. Without you, we'd just be folks sitting in here with a microphone, and that's just not as fun. We'll catch up with you next time on Messy Antics, where the Torah is our compass and laughter is our guiding star. Stay joyful, stay curious, and may your days be filled with blessings that are as abundant as manna in the wilderness. And help us out by liking, subscribing, and leaving us that five-star review.